Welcome back to College Bound, Notre Dame Admissions Podcast. This is Maria Finan, one of the assistant directors in the Office of Undergraduate Admissions. I'm digging kind of a bit deep this week back into my days as a former tour guide. So we'll be digging into Notre Dame's history, Notre Dame's mission. We'll talk about the land that Notre Dame's on and also some of our favorite moments um, kind of in Notre Dame history. But before we do that, I want to give Zach an opportunity to introduce himself. Hey everyone, this is Zach Klonzinski. I'm also an assistant director in the Office of Undergraduate Admissions. Super excited to be here with you today. I was a history major at Notre Dame, so this is absolutely right up my alley. Well, before we get started, we do want to acknowledge the land that Notre Dame is located on. So we acknowledge our presence on the traditional homelands of a few different Native peoples, including the Haudenosaunee, the Miami, the Peoria, and particularly the Pokagon Potawatomi. They've been using the land for education for thousands of years, and they continue to do so. And they actually predate Father Soren and the University of Notre Dame in our current location in South Bend, Indiana. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Maria. And it's really exciting to still see many of those Native peoples here in the South Bend area. For example, the Pokagon Potawatomi are actually headquartered in our twin city of Mishawaka, and they come over and do um, some events on campus uh, and and share their you know their experiences and their history um, with students and the Notre Dame community, which is really exciting every year. So, turning to the university itself, though, you actually have to go back a little bit further before Notre Dame, um, because Notre Dame is actually founded by the Congregation of Holy Cross, and so the Congregation of Holy Cross was founded in Saint Croix, France, or Holy Cross, France, um, by. Uh, now the blessed Basil Moreau. Um, so Father Moreau was beatified in 2007. Um, so he's on his way to hopefully becoming a saint. But he founded the Congregation of Holy Cross kind of on the um, principle of holistic education. He wanted to make sure that the children of France were receiving um, education that really challenged them and, and really helped them grow as people. And through this, um, kind of the motto of the Congregation of Holy Cross's philosophy on education is mind, body, and spirit. He want, uh, Basil Moreau wanted to make sure that students were challenged not only in their mind, but also in their body and their passions, as well as spiritually, kind of on their faith side as well. And that really guided um, the University of Notre Dame when it was founded uh, in October of 1842 by a young Holy Cross priest by the name of Father Edward Soren. Uh, Father Edward Soren came over from France with the intention of founding a university, came to this land in South Bend, Indiana, and wrote one week uh, after arriving on what would become Notre Dame's beautiful campus that this college will be one of the most powerful means for doing good in this country. And Maria, what did that statement really do for the University of Notre Dame? Yeah, so that letter, I think that vision, um, it was, you know, November. Uh, he has one building, Log Chapel at that time. And that idea of being a force for good, of using education to serve others, is really something that has been foundational to kind of Notre Dame's ethos for the education that we hope to provide. There's been a lot of kind of great writing um, talking about, you know, how the mind will not be cultivated at the expense of the heart. And this idea of a holistic education, not just 
of the mind, but also of the heart and the spirit, I think is really something that's key to what distinguishes Notre Dame from maybe other top universities. So we see our graduates, our professors, our students really trying to embody this idea of being a force for good. Something that I happen to really love is our um, What Would You Fight For series. And that's been going on, I think, for almost a decade at this point different work being done by um, professors, students, alumni, who are in some way in their chosen fields bettering society. Um, and that's something that kind of inspired one of our essay questions this year. Um, and I think really just gets back to kind of what distinguishes a Notre Dame education from other places. Thinking kind of back to the history piece beyond kind of our mission, do you want to talk about um, maybe some kind of important moments in Notre Dame history? Um, I think something else that's unique to Notre Dame, not just this idea of being a force for good, but I think also, you know, resilience and overcoming our other kind of important aspects of the Notre Dame story. Yeah, absolutely. So with the mission and the vision of the university, you know, we're always looking to bring people together here who want to make the world a better place. Um, that doesn't always mean Notre Dame was uh, <laughs> a great place because there, there have been some challenges in, in the university's history. Uh, two main ones. Uh, the first is that they're actually the first main building that was built at the university actually burned down in 1879, burned down completely to the ground. And at the time, that was basically the entire university. It was the classrooms. It was the residence for students. There was uh, all sorts of administration offices in the main building as well. And so really, that was the entire university that burned to the ground just a little over 30 years after the university was even founded. So there's a lot of effort and students came together, uh, faculty, staff. Uh, the priests who were the professors at the time, and they came together to actually rebuild the main building bigger and better than it had ever been built before in time for the next school year. And on top of that new main building uh, is the iconic Golden Dome that the University of Notre Dame is kind of known for, certainly has become our iconic building. That was actually the second main building. And the second major challenge to the university was actually during World War II. So at the time, the university uh, only was, was a single-sex university. They only had uh, male students. Uh, but obviously, at that time, many of the young men across the country were off fighting in World War II. And so Notre Dame's enrollment actually dwindled dangerously low to the point where the university would have almost had to close. Well, the university actually turned to the Navy uh, and said, you know, we don't have any students here. Will you do, would you like to use the university as a training base for soldiers going off to World War II? And the Navy said, absolutely. And that actually saved the university. Um, and so we have a very special relationship with the Navy, especially with the Naval Academy now as well, because we continue to play them in football almost every year. Um, our last episode focused on football traditions, and if you want to come to a very tradition-rich weekend, uh, the Notre Dame Navy game is absolutely one of those. It's not Army-Navy uh, or Navy-Army, depending on your perspective, uh, but it is a lot of great traditions there as well, and something that just harkens back to this partnership and these bonds that were forged uh, during World War II. So a couple of big challenges, the main building burning down, as well as World War II and almost having to shut the university down. But the university really came through. Um, and, and, and really displayed that great spirit of Notre Dame um, that defines our school nickname and our school mascot. So Maria, you want to touch on that? Yeah, so I think you've definitely hit on some difficult moments and there have, you know, been many of them. Notre Dame students clashed with the KKK. Um, they ultimately drove them out in Notre Dame's history. So I think there are some great moments kind of of triumph tied with the difficulties. But I think an interesting piece that 
we often get asked about is, you know, Notre Dame is founded by a congregation of French priests. How do they become the Fighting Irish? And so I think that is kind of a good story as well. There is a little bit of debate about the origin of the name, but Notre Dame did have a lot of kind of Irish immigrants, a lot of Catholic students since it was founded as a Catholic university. So one of those stories is tied to the idea that we had these Irish students and in 1909, there was a player giving a speech at halftime of the football game against Michigan and sounded like he was yelling at his teammates who were all Irish saying, you know, what's the matter with you guys? You're all Irish and you're not fighting worth a lick. So there's been some discussion that a news um, paper picked that up and kind of attributed the victory to the fighting Irishmen. That's kind of one version of the stories. But the more common one is that, especially during the 1910s, the 1920s, stereotypes and ethnic slurs against Irish people were pretty common and often also attributed to um, kind of the Notre Dame football team. So Rockney era, um, he's a really important coach for Notre Dame. He's really, I think, the coach who we can all say kind of put Notre Dame on the map. Um, at that time, Notre Dame was not yet the Fighting Irish, um, and kind of during that era is usually what's agreed on kind of when the Fighting Irish nickname kind of came out. So this idea of Fighting Irish not being a slur, as it was kind of originally meant as, but being an underdog and being tenacious and fighting and triumphing. So it is something that becomes a point of pride in Notre Dame history. Um, it's a little bit later, actually, that the leprechaun ultimately follows. So the Notre Dame leprechaun was not kind of the official mascot until the 1960s. So Fighting Irish, I think, really kind of captures this idea of like a never say die spirit, um, really kind of during Rockney's era. And since 1927, um, our university president at the time, Father Walsh, decided then that the Fighting Irish nickname would be official. That's when it was officially adopted. Um, so started kind of with the football teams, but really is something that I think characterizes kind of the Notre Dame spirit and the spirit of all of our students, regardless of where they originally hail from. Yeah, absolutely. And so so in many ways, Notre Dame's first two pieces that put it on the map were the fact that it is a Catholic institution, and that is you know, very key to our uh, mission and our vision and what we want the university to be. And then the fact that, you know, football did help put us on the national map. You know, we have won 11 national championships. Many of them uh, were in these early days of the university. Um, but really a turning point in the university's history was um, the tenure of Father Theodore Hesburgh. So Father Theodore Hesburgh was president of the University of Notre Dame for, I think, like 25 years. And under Father Ted, um, Notre Dame's endowment their academics, uh, the academic prowess, the opportunities academically for students in the classroom just absolutely flourished. Um, and so really what became the University of Notre Dame today is a lot in a large way due to the vision of Father Ted that this is a place that, yes, you can have the big division one football and yes, you can have that uh, great spirit and yes, you can be a Catholic institution and yes, you can also have great academics. 
Um, absolutely. We've been very fortunate uh, through Notre Dame's Great Endowment to be able to offer all sorts of research opportunities and study abroad and ways for students to really pursue that their education in the way that Father Soren and uh, Blessed Basil Moreau really envisioned for the university to have that holistic education for students to grow in all facets of themselves, you know, mind, body, and spirit. Um, and really, that was one of the great kind of turning points into what Notre Dame is today uh, during the years of Father Ted Hesburgh. Father Ted Hesburgh is just such an interesting character. We could devote probably a whole series or a whole season of our podcast just to Father Ted. Um, but one of the things that I, I think you should also know is that Father Ted was also so involved in the national and even international stage. He was very good friends with the Pope. Um, he also served as one of the five members of the Civil Rights Commission that essentially produced the framework for the Civil Rights Act of 1964. Um, and, and truly, you should absolutely uh, go out and watch a, a biopic uh, on, on Father Ted called Just Hesburgh, H-E-S-B-U-R-G-H. It's absolutely a great uh, way to introduce yourself to the character of Father Ted Hesburgh that really uh, you know, help define the spirit of Notre Dame and the academics of Notre Dame. And it helps give you a sense of what the university has really strived to become. Yeah, I, I really love the Hesburgh movie. I do have a cameo. So if you ever happen to be watching it, maybe you'll find me in the movie. Um, really just kind of amazing to be part of the Father Hesburgh legacy. Father Hesburgh is the one who admitted women to Notre Dame. So also we'll give him a shout out for doing that. In 1972, um, he, you know, opened my own path to Notre Dame. Um, so we really love him. Um, it's a great movie. Some of my other kind of favorite Notre Dame movies, if you want to dive a little bit more into Notre Dame and pop culture, if you're up for a black and white movie, um, Canute Rockne All-American is a really fun one all about Rockne, who I talked about, you know, that's the era when the Fighting Irish nickname comes about. It stars uh, Ronald Reagan before he was president. So kind of a fun um, figure there. Um, and another movie that I think is beloved on campus and always shown each year is Rudy. So based on a true story sports movie, that happens to be one of my favorite movie genres. Um, I love that the students um, now have the tradition of watching Rudy on the football field um, during one of the first weekends the fall each year. So I think that's kind of a fun tradition. Um, so this is by no means an exhaustive history of the university, um, but we've talked a little bit about, you know, kind of favorite aspects of tradition. We've talked about football and thought that we owed you just a little more insight kind of into Notre Dame's um, mission, Notre Dame's origins, Notre Dame's ethos. So hopefully we've provided that for you. Um, Thanks for joining us this week on College Bound. Next week, we're excited to dive into South Bend. So kind of answering the question, where is Notre Dame? Uh, we'll talk to you next week, but thanks so much for joining us.